So if you um, are one of the few live listeners who have been listening for the last five minutes, you just heard Doug basically talking to air <laughs> because I'm an idiot and didn't have my microphone turned on. Um, and and you you missed the beauty of the cold open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe 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 another time. No, we still cold open. Oh, that's right, we did. He's still cold <laughs> that's open. That's right. <laughs> You're just gonna miss the whole uh, the setup. You're just gonna miss the whole uh, story well, about Morris. Wasn't here. a bad story. Yeah. I wouldn't mind hearing it again. All right. So, I'm, I'm just. I'll just do it again. Yeah. I'll just do it again. So. I've been having this conversation in my head. In fact, it was funny. I was driving to work this morning and I was thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight. And I thought, oh, I'll talk about this conversation I've been having with Soraya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, I haven't actually had this conversation <laughs> with Soraya. <laughs> I've had this conversation in my head with her, but I haven't actually had a conversation with her. In my world, that counts. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been, I've been uh, yeah, it's been... I don't know. It's been, it's been a weird couple of weeks, man. I've I've been on here a lot. Yeah. And um. And she was she was talking a couple of weeks ago about separating the art from the artist, and and it's specifically she was talking about Morrissey. And so I was thinking the same thing because I had this idea to do a cold open tonight. Because I was watching a show on Netflix, the Norm Macdonald talk show that he does, where he was talking to Lauren Michaels, and and probably no one in the world knows who Norm Macdonald is, but I think he's so funny. Yeah, I do too. And I remember he had this wiener dog bit that <laughs> I remember just laughing till I cried. Remember that uh, wiener I dog bit? I don't. When he was like, he was like the wiener dog. Like no one's scared of a wiener dog because like. What's it going to do? Like bite your ankles? <laughs> it's like, hey, what are you doing down there, wiener dog? <laughs> oh man, and we had wiener dogs, so I thought it was so yeah, funny. yeah. But but I had to like I I watched Norm Macdonald. And I know like recently he's said some things, you know, about the Me Too movement, and I think mm-hmm. Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. And so. I kind of hesitate. Like, there's a part of me that's like, ah, do I even give this guy my attention? Or am I allowed to enjoy the art? Right. Well, and I think with artists, why that feels so personal, um, you know, we, we were saying before the mic was turned on that sometimes with, with athletes, we, we can separate it and we're just fine with some of their activities off the, off the court or off the field. But with artists, I mean, not that we, I mean, we shouldn't be just fine with it, but, um, but with artists where I think it's, can be personal is, is sometimes somebody's art can just, can you can connect with it where you feel like you almost understand that person or they understand you or you can relate to them so well. And so when they are, you know, a total asshole or, or, or maybe say some things that, um, you really just don't agree with that can feel like a, almost like a personal slight, you know? Right. Right. And, and you were talking a little bit about athletes and I, I think that we forgive athletes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like we, 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 we definitely separate the, the athlete from the person. Right. Well, I think 
you know, especially in light of, of the Me Too movement, um, there have been a whole lot of athletes who have had all sorts of sexual allegations that are still currently playing and we're, we're still totally okay with it. I mean, there was just, um, just a recent, you know, the, the Utah Jazz played um, the Timberwolves where Derek Rose went off for 50 points and it was all over Twitter and it was this huge deal. But, and then I just happened to read that there's, um, there's potential court case. And I don't know, maybe, maybe these charges have been dropped. I don't know the details of it, but there's a court case where he and some friends potentially raped one of his ex-girlfriends. And I'm thinking, it's strange that that's not even really discussed when, in, you know, in the professional sports world compared to um, where if this is with, with you know, in, in Hollywood lately, that I'm sure that would, would get a lot more attention with in, in light of, of the Me Too movement. Right. Right. Or politics. Right. Yes. So uh, what's been going on? What's been new since we talked about uh, uh, we had Halloween. We did have yeah. Halloween. Did you go trick or treating? Uh, this was the first year that we didn't, and it was awesome. Uh, I'll, How come you didn't? Just because the kids wanted to go with their friends, and so we didn't. Oh, so you got to send them off. We and stayed didn't home. Have to go. And uh, nice. and I'll, I'll admit that, that trick or treating is not by any means even remotely close to my favorite activity, and so. So it was really nice just to have have the evening, and just hung out around the house, and they were out. How do you feel about Halloween? Um, is it like a you get something you guys get excited about? I, I like to dress up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't mind dressing up, but uh, I can't say that I get too into decorating or that I um, look forward to it. When I was a kid, I really enjoyed it. And my kids really love it. But um, it, it seems like a little bit of a weird activity just to have all these people just randomly go around. But um, yeah, it's not it's not my favorite holiday. But I, I don't hate it. How about you? What do you, what about like uh, Christmas? Do you guys decorate for Christmas? Oh yeah, we go out for Christmas. You go all yeah. out? Put light, put light lights on the house we have two trees one artificial and then we go out and have this tradition every year we go pick out uh, this charlie brown christmas tree and decorate that near the fireplace it's a it's a big deal but that is more that's more because the kids are are really into it huh. so yeah we're just not holiday people yeah here in in this little family like we don't yeah and it's probably me. I, I know Ho- Holly had, like, she used to really be into Christmas. Her family is huge into Christmas. Right. They're really sappy, uh, sentimental. Well, isn't isn't people. her isn't her name tied to that at all? Yeah, her name is is, in, and then her brother's name is um, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're all into it, and and I probably suck the life force out of it. I just really hate holidays. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a I'm a Grinch with all holidays. I ruin every holiday <laughs> that I'm involved with because I just can't get into the holiday spirit. I don't know what it is. I, I just I can't. I've never really gotten into them. Like 
even like dumb ones that don't matter, like I still like like Memorial yeah. Day. I don't. Yeah. Think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and I it might just be be like my complete aversion to ritual. Yeah. You know where where I just <clears throat> I don't know. I just hate these traditions. I know exactly what you're saying. In fact, um, you know, Jamie, my wife will thinks thinks that sometimes we're we're strange because we don't. Um, in our family, we don't give each other gifts for our birthdays. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we never acknowledge those kind of things. And then I did, I did text mom. Okay. Good. But we just don't like, and, 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 uh, I, I still feel that I, you know, mom's birthday was recently and, and I, I see her every once in a while. I, I help take care of the yard and stuff and I haven't gotten her anything. And, and the thing is, is I know she doesn't care. Like she doesn't, she doesn't care. And I, um, I don't know, like I, I have a hard time like having this false excitement that I don't really feel. It, it's just, it's just weird. And so, no, I feel you. And it's funny. Cause I wonder if it's this, is it the same for you? Cause it's the same with me. I hate receiving. Gifts. I do too. I don't like getting gifts. I don't like having to, um, I, I just I don't like having to like figure out what level of enthusiasm yes. the giver is yes. expecting of me. You can send that and... you can send that shit in the mail, but but if we have to meet up and you have to see my reaction, I don't even want it in the me- I don't even want it in the mail because I'm not going to send. Yeah, you that's true. Card, that's true. You know? yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know I don't know, man. I just, I just I just don't really care about things. I guess so. It's like to get things like even when they're nice things that people like put a lot of thought and, and effort and money into. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just never feel like my smile is big enough for their expectation. Even though, I mean, I'll go, I'll go out. Oh, thanks so much. I needed this or whatever, but I still don't, for some reason, I don't feel like it's. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm not authentically feeling it. So I don't feel like I'm giving it right. <laughs> projecting it. Well, I feel the same way with compliments. You know, if somebody emails something and says, you know, I mean, we all appreciate being recognized for our work, but I feel so weird getting compliments in person. And then it's this dance of like, oh, thank you. And I just, I, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. And, um, and that, that feels the same with, with the gifts. So I, 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 I get where you're coming from on that. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Wonder, wonder what that uh, comes from. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But because because our family is also not a very uh, touchy family. No, like we don't hug. No, we don't say I love you. No, <laughs> you know? no. But I am with my own children. Strangely enough, I I am as they get older. It, you know, it starts to get weirder because yeah, wait till they're in their twenties. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> But when they're little, I, I wouldn't put them down. I just, I just held them like crazy. And, um, and so that's weird. But, and I, I actually remember, I remember when I was younger, I used to give mom a hug. And I remember being at an age where that, I just felt like I don't, I don't like this anymore. I just, I don't, yeah, no, we, we don't, we don't need to have physical contact anymore. And and I don't know, maybe it was just this. And a lot of families are not that way. I, I you know, I, I see parents interact with their, their teens quite a bit. And some, some families are, are still affectionate. And they, they hug when they leave and do all that stuff. And, and we are definitely not that. 
No, no. And, and, and Holly's family is. And so it's always weird, like, when her parents come to town or when we go out there and they give me they, they come give me a what do you do and it's like oh yeah we do this <laughs> in fact even like at like the people like there are people that are just huggy people yeah. like i know people in, in my at, <clears throat> just in my line of work i come in contact with a lot of people mm-hmm. and two in the last two days two men have hugged me <laughs> at, work, <laughs> at work and i'm just like oh yeah and just hey yeah you know? and it's like we're, and it's just like but it's like oh we're doing this yeah but i don't know my my th- my I've kind of developed this um, this uh, hug policy where I'm a hugger backer. I'll hug you back. Yeah, that's a good one. You're you're not getting one from me. Yeah. <laughs> without you go without you starting it. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I I gave and, and I I think I'm with that policy and I broke that rule. Oh, it's real probably just three weeks ago, um, where where a teacher who I had in high school she had retired, and she's back now. Um, in retirement, working part-time for, for the school district I'm in, mentoring new teachers. And so she had come into our building and, um, and it's like, it's like, this is my old high school teacher. Holy cow. How are you doing? And I went and I gave her like a side hug and I could tell she did not like it. And I'm not a hugger to begin with. And, um, I, I have thought about that interaction (laughs) so, so many times since thinking, yeah, I'm not doing that again, not doing it again. So anyway. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you're not a hugger and then you're suddenly you're in a hug, it's, yeah, like, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And, and even like, uh, like funerals and stuff are just not a, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just that, that, I don't know. Cause it's kind of both sides of the family mm-hmm. kind of non huggers. Mm-hmm. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what else? What are you thinking about? What are you thinking you want well, to talk about? Well, our, so our conversation last week had me, I, I got thinking about it quite a bit. I went down a few little rabbit holes of thought. I don't know that we'll get to all of them, but I, I want to explore a couple of them. Um, the, the first one is um, when, so you had made a comment, and I had made a comment as well, um, that, so like the music you listen to tends to be, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what the word is, depressing or, or solemn or whatever. Some of your, some of your favorite artists are, are more depressing. Mm-hmm. And then I had made the comment, like, when I'm um, just fiddling around on the guitar and writing things, um, they tend to be a little more solemn or, or at the very least like, tied to emotion, maybe sometimes that emotion's aggression. But the positive stuff, I don't even know what that would sound like. And then I got thinking, like, the, so this week I've been thinking about the, in all mediums, um, a lot of the art that I personally appreciate, what I consider art, and art's is an objective term, obviously, that there's not one definition, and, and appreciation of art's going to be just going to vary from person to person. But what I would consider art tends to have some sort of, um, I don't know if depress, depressive elements is the right word, but like it deals with some sort of strife, some sort of um, challenge. If you look at, like, say, for example, not just music, but but any kind of um, whether it's a book, a film, there's going to be a narrative arc. In order to have tell a good story, you have to have some sort of challenge along the way. It, it's it's never just um, easy going. And and if you look at art, so if I look at the visual art that I find most compelling, it it 
tends to deal with with some of the you know whether it's overcoming challenge or it's it's expressing challenge in some way and and so i don't i don't know it's like it's almost like in order for something to have real um, artistic weight there has to be some sort of element of challenge and, and when i think of things um art or artistic expression that's more positive i don't know that i categorize it as art i tend to categorize that as entertainment rather than art and i hear myself say that and i go that's not i guess entertainment is in positive upbeat things are still art but what do you what are your thoughts on that i mean is that like if it's not like digging down into your soul and ripping you apart it's not art yeah is that valid no, I, I, I think, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it's like, like, like the happier stuff usually tends to like, just like kind of scratch the yeah, surface. You yeah. Know? And like you want your art to kind of take you places. You want to be moved. Right. And, and, well, but I don't know. I mean, cause there's like. I mean, there's there's happy music uh-huh. that absolutely like moves you to feel good, right. you know what I right. mean? Without without that, I would consider art. Mm-hmm. But I think like when you get into like entertainment, that's like those things like like TV, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, where where they're they're purposefully like dodging the art, maybe, or, or you know, it's it's it is it's more of like a formulaic, and so they're just kind of like like running these formulas right and so you you're, we're just so used to it and we've seen it so much that it's no longer like moving us in ways that maybe something that's like reaching down i will i mean i mean we're all like based in basically our our teenage angst mm-hmm. our teenage anger and our the shit that happened to us in high those three years of of a life right. of high school right it's at the root it's that, at the root of everything that that so so i don't know i guess it maybe it just depends on where you were at that time like maybe people who were who had like a happier teenage life <laughs> maybe they have a completely different take on it right which is probably why why artistic expression is is a really good way for for um like coping with trauma or or challenges um, because it's, it's a way to like tap into some of those, those emotional things. And, um, but, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think like all forms of artistic expression are, are art. Like, so, so for example, I have, when I was a teenager and I was processing just frustrations I felt with, whether it was um, like, frustrations with our stepdad or you know not that all that stuff i still have i wrote poems and i still have those poems somewhere and i don't dare go down and read them because um i, I they i think they'd be embarrassing and they they are definitely not good right they they were just they were just a way to to process um just process my emotions um and so i, I think art like artistic expression and creative expression is really good for, for dealing with those kind of negative, sad, solemn, whatever, when, you know, whatever those kind of negative emotions are. But what do you think of, 
when when you if you're using artistic expression and creative expression to to handle um, like challenging moments in life, and you and you do produce good creative stuff, do you have a responsibility to share that? You don't have a responsibility to share anything. Should you share it though? Um, I guess it depends on why you're sharing it. Like, like why? I, I don't. I don't know. Like, like I just. I. I think. Like, an art. The artist typically is trying to connect. You're like you're trying to connect with people with with humanity. Usually, like why 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 do art if it's not to connect? Yeah. And so that's why you you you're, you want to have an audience. You want people to connect with it. So that's kind of why you want to show it. But I mean, I, there's probably some introverts that will never show their art, and they just they just create art. I guess it depends on why you're doing why why you're doing it. Like like is it is it a ther is it therapy yeah. or yeah. is it or is it actually to share? And maybe that's where, where the difference is. If you if you're writing if you're creating something to connect with people or are you just creating something for therapy yeah yeah well I'm, it's like i go ahead i don't remember who said it i want to say it was edward albie mm-hmm. who wrote um who's afraid of virginia wolf mm-hmm. the playwright mm-hmm. um i was at a in 2001 at a theater conference uh, in alaska uh, the Edward Albee Theater Conference, and he was speaking, and he was saying, basically saying, like, art is not therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like if you're, if like, like, writing as therapy is not art. Yeah. I mean, he was coming right out and saying mm-hmm. it, and it was like, as, as somebody who was in my twenties at the time. Like our writing was my therapy right. and my right. art, you know. Right. It was kind of it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, uh-huh. but like and now it's like all these years later, it's like it's clicking where it's like, like like you create art to connect with humanity, yeah, and for humanity to connect to you through your art, yeah, or are you just doing it to avoid therapist bills or something? Right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I think I agree with that. I really do. Because, um, you know, we, you were, we were talking about it a little bit last week where, so I, I've been recently writing um, uh, or working, recording with some, some old buddies of mine and we're just working on some projects that we had in the past. And, and some of the thing, some of the, the root um, source material, I guess you could say, for what we had written kind of came from, from like personal life and what was going on. But what, what's been interesting about that is, is the more it's been performed, because we've had to perform it a lot recently because we've, we've gone in and you have to practice before you go in because you're, you're spending, you're spending all this money to, to, um, to have studio time. And, and so you don't want to waste your time, like figuring it out there. You want to figure it out at, at home where you're not paying for it, for the, for the engineer. Right. And um, so you, you spend all this time practicing, and it's almost like you build up this callus towards what the root um, of the of like the inspiration of the song is. And eventually, it, it really when you're when you're performing it, it's not about 
it's it's not even though like you're still not completely disconnected from it it's really not about the um that source emotion anymore it's about like this is what we want it to sound like this is why why i think it would um you know this particular piece would go uh, well here and 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 so you're kind of separating yourself from those um emotional um experiences that 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 you thought about when you were when you were writing and um i don't know i i think and and having having used artistic expression as a way to to process um emotion i think i would definitely agree with with uh, that sentiment that um writing for for emotional therapy does not make it art artistic expression is not always art and um but art can be therapeutic absolutely as well so i mean yeah absolutely in fact i i would say art is is therapeutic well not always actually i i've found um sometimes trying to write something can be really tell that to the yeah yeah totally it could it could be (laughs) it can be anything but therapeutic but you know what I did recently? Huh. You were talking about how you have all this shitty poetry yeah, yeah. in a in a box somewhere. Mm-hmm. We we tend to move every three years or so. Right. It's like it's like we don't own a home, so the benefit let's 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 harness the benefit of not owning a home mm-hmm. and let's have a fresh house every three years or so. Right. So sign a three-year lease, and then after the three years, you go sign another three-year lease somewhere, and then you kind of get this experience of newness in your life. Mm-hmm. But so three years ago, before we moved in, when we moved into the last house, not this current move, three years ago when we went to move, I had just I just got a couple dumpsters delivered to the house because yeah. we were like, we've been we've been carrying all this stuff from house to house to house through the years. That, that's just been in the garage, you know, mm-hmm. stuff we never touched, just stuff we just been moving. Yeah. And I just got a dumpster, and I had a couple boxes filled with everything I ever wrote from the time I was 16 years old mm-hmm. till college. Yeah. And it was the same thing. Like, that was my that was my release in high school, too. I, when I was a sophomore, I heard The Cure Disintegration and... Robert Smith gave me the permission to write poetry, right. you know, through, and it didn't have to even rhyme. And, um, I kind of started flipping through it mm-hmm. and I was like, and, and like, I just took it all and I just threw it in the yeah. dumpster. Yeah. And Holly's like, what are you doing? You're going to need the, like, you no, this part, this person's gone. Yeah. This is all shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's time, and it's time, and it's time for new stuff. Like it's, and it's kind of stuff that, like, every time I wanted an idea or I was kind of stuck. Like you were talking about writer's block. I don't know if it was yeah. last week or the week before. Yeah. And I have writer's block, and I'd go look at some of these old things I'd written and try to resurrect some old piece of shit that I'd written years before. And that, all that did was stop me from creating new. Right. And so that stuff is all basically practice. This is what I thought. This is all just. These are the workbooks from school that you mm-hmm. have. I just chucked it all. I threw it all away. And sometimes I like wish I had it to go like remember who I was. But like for the most part, I kind of feel like that was the big break in my life. That one move because we threw away a lot of stuff. Yeah. And this current one too. Like we we really simplify. Like we're basically living a minimalist life at the yeah. moment. But like, I just threw it away. Yeah. 
That was way therapeutic. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I, I think, I hear you say that, and I want to do the same thing. <laughs> I, I threw away all my CDs, too. Oh, I, I have thought about that many times. <laughs> many times. Because there, there are many boxes down there. <laughs> but it's it's the historian in me that's like, oh, look at all those those primary sources are, are gone. How's anybody going to remember what's... But, like, really, who cares, you know? Um, and... and uh, you, and the opposite is I have all this stuff that I've, I've held for 20 to 30 years that I never look at, nor do I even care. Right. Like it, it just, it, right. it doesn't even matter. And, and it doesn't inform who I am anymore. And, um, the stuff that I care to remember, I guess I still remember. Um, and so I, I could see that being, being really, really helpful. There is a part of me, I'm, I'm a little bit nostalgic by nature. So there's a part of me that likes to look at, at just old stuff and, and remember. So that's probably why I don't. Um, but I could see that, I could see that, um, having a big impact on just, on just moving on. And you, every once in a while, a, a notebook will pop up somewhere that didn't get thrown away. Uh-huh. You know, that was in a different box or something. And we'll read through it. I'll read it out loud. And just like Holly, there's stuff in my twenties, you yeah. know. And she's like, "Man, you're a depressed yeah. son of a bitch," right? Because <laughs> it was just free writing back at that uh-huh. point, you know. It was just it was therapy. Well, and sometimes the memory's better than the reality. So just, <laughs> just like, just remember it, then you know, because that that'll be better. And so, well, and those things, those are dark thoughts. Those are things that I ne- don't necessarily want to remember. Right. right. Yeah, what's the value in holding on to that? So. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, those are those are just a few of the things from our conversation last week that that I've been I've been ruminating on a little bit of of you know you know I guess what what even qualifies as art and and really that idea of sharing some of those, you know, you often you use art to process the past or, or not, I don't even know if you use it to process the past, but process events from your past. That's that you're using and, and how much, um, how much do you want to hold on to those or how much should those be shared or how much, you know, if you have something good, um, should you put it out there? But I mean, I think we, we kind of hit on that. Nice. Yeah. So, Anyway, any anything else uh, <laughs> super super interesting going on in your life? Oh man, I've just been spending every free second. Yeah, I saw. I, working on Open Lines Radio, I, so I haven't had a lot of free time lately. I've, I need to. Uh, I've listened to a lot of it, but I haven't been able to keep up with all of it because there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot. Well, I haven't put out a lot this weekend, so there's time to catch up for people. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that I I saw somebody that I hadn't talked to in probably since probably been three or four months, mm-hmm. maybe even longer. It was right, somebody that I knew knew was listening right when I was first starting. Right, had listened to the like from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen or talked to him in months. Oh, right, and I saw him last night, and it was so funny. He's like, he comes in, he's like. Hey man, what's up with Soraya the Great? What's up with Hannah? What's up with him? Like, what you, what? holy shit! He goes, he's like, yeah, man, I've been listening. I've been turning my friends on to it. Good, <laughs> like, good. 
Good for him. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, you're still listening. Yeah. That's great. I um, I took some of your advice from a conversation we had, I don't know, three weeks ago. And um, I created a I created an Instagram, um, a, a second one of, of uh, a, a brother Doug Instagram. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I, I haven't followed anybody. I haven't. What, here's what had me so upset about by it though. So I had like three, um, just like three pictures I had on my phone that I just I just put on there of just stuff, right? And um, and I have no idea how because I don't follow anybody. I haven't I haven't gone and searched for anybody yet. I've just I've just created the account. And somebody I went to high school with, who I haven't talked to in years, liked one of my pictures. <laughs> thinking how on earth. How on earth? So there's there's a way there's a way somehow it's connected. Are they in your Are they in your contacts? No, they're phone? not. That's the thing. Hmm. So, so I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, Instagram knows. It does. It knows. It's connected somehow. It's probably put it on their feed some way. Did I ever tell you how I came to Instagram? Uh, no. This was probably well. It would have been 2015, summer of 2015, mm-hmm. and. I was talking to a guy who was trying to get me to um, join him for a night at the Freemason Lodge. Uh-huh. He was trying to recruit yeah. me. And it was, I mean, I wasn't the whole of our relationship. We were, like, I knew the guy. We were friends, but he was always trying to get me to, he was the only Freemason I've ever known. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, he wasn't Mormon. Right, right. And, um... He was like, "Man, you got to get on Instagram. Get you, you got to get an Instagram account." And I'm like, "Man, I don't take pictures. Why would I get on Instagram? I'm not, not a photographer." And he's like, "You don't have to take pictures. You don't have to post pictures. You can post anything. Mm-hmm. You can take other people's pictures. You can repost things." And so that's when I started um, Hobo Safe Camp, right. and I started just doing like tarot readings and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And but like. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to take the Freemasons' advice, and I'm going to get an Instagram account. Like, my life has com- – like, I've met thousands of people. Right. It's been so cool. Yeah. As 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 Papa Hobo. Like, there was there was two years of my life where people called me Hobo. No. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet. I mean, I just recently changed it. Like, not – like, maybe uh, – six months ago or so uh-huh. was hobo safe camp the whole time. And it's like, I'd get, de- I'd, I'd actually like have like, uh, Skype conversations with people and they're like, Hey, hobes. <laughs> 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 and then I think what happened was like, I got tired of being labeled. I labeled myself as a hobo. Yeah. And where do you go? From right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I mean, the whole the whole concept of hobo safe camp was like there's this like hobo safe camps are out there like I came across like this hobo um, hobo symbolism mm-hmm. that hobos used mm-hmm. and a hobo safe camp's a place where there's just like you you you'd see that symbol and you knew that was a place where you could like stop for the night and the cops weren't going to harass you right. and no one was going to steal your crap and you can get a warm meal and you can catch up or you could hear stories from other people who were traveling, mm-hmm. migrant workers, you know, mm-hmm. and 
And I thought, oh, that'd be so cool. I want to, like, that was basically to create this ether hobo safe game. Right, you know? right. Like, this place where people could come tell their stories. Yeah. And then I got this idea to try to do a real one and maybe raise some money and create a real life hobo safe camp. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just makes people want to come crash at your house, man. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I kept getting messages where like, man, I'm going to, I'm at, I'm down and out. And we're traveling out that way. Come crash there. And it's like, I don't know. We were living on the 60 acre avocado ranch and you can really do some magic there through Instagram. Right. But the reality of it was it was dirty and it was filled with spiders yeah. and you couldn't walk around without shoes on. Like people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it wasn't, it wasn't like I wouldn't camp there. Right. And I don't know. So it just, it came, became too much. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, this, um, the open lines is, is kind of a similar idea. I mean, you got all sorts of different safe yeah, spaces. Op- open lines is, is, the, is more of the ether based version yeah. of it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm a hobo is probably the wrong word because I always think of hobos as people who are working. They're just traveling with the work. Right. Um, but I'm more of a hermit. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm a lot more. I, I had this period. I've always been kind of, um, kind of, what's the word? I'm, I can't get the word right now. Um, like intro introverted. You're saying like introverted. Yeah. I've always been kind of introverted and quiet mm-hmm. in, in, in person, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a pretty big windbag when it comes to online. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I've always been kind of introverted and, and I always had social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then like right after I got divorced, I like had this, I took off where I was like, I'm, I'm, I want to be out and I want to be with around people. And I had this, thing where i thought i lost it my introvertism and lately the last year or so has just been i've just been going back in you Mm -hmm. know what i mean as far as as far as my physical shell yeah but as far as like putting myself out there digitally you're out there just as much as ever i'm out there digitally but like i don't like i don't know i even have a hard time going to the grocery store just because like the people come into such close proximity yeah. to me. Well, when so when you say you felt like you lost it, your introversion. Um, I became a hugger for a couple yeah. of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lost it, man. <laughs> yeah. There was a while, five years ago, I was hugging everybody. If you knew me, we were, I was, we were like, that's like, I was on terms with everyone I knew we hugged. But see, but did you have, and it lasted for a couple of years. Did you have moments where you, I mean, could you recover alone though? You know what I mean? Cause I, I think, I think when you're, I'm introverted myself, um, but I can be, uh, but I have a job where I like, I, I have to put on the smile and, oh, it's good to see you here and that, that whole thing. Right. But then at the end of the day, I'm back in my introverted shell. And so I can, I, I can maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the my job uh-huh. is I have to. It's the same thing. I have to put on the show. Mm-hmm. I have to be smiling. Um, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's customer service, yes. basically. Yeah. So yeah. So and and then and then it's also with like management 
managing people and you know you gotta i don't know i find like a higher vibe gets people to do things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rather than like bitching out yeah totally and so and that maybe that's it maybe that's it's just been how i've been making money which is like sucking that part out of me when i'm not doing that yeah. it's like all right i put out so much energy yeah <laughs> yeah well and, I- and it's hard because i'm 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 really shy. Uh-huh. And so like, it's really hard to put on that, that mm-hmm. mask. But do you, do you find that like when you're in it, it's when, once you're there, once you're like in that skin, so to speak, you can like, it's okay. Like it's not, it's not so hard to manage once you get in it or is it, you find it challenging the whole time? No, it's not challenging. Uh-huh. I can, I can play the the role yeah, yeah. very easily, um, and I can turn it on whenever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I wouldn't say my introversion is like this extreme. Like mm, yeah, it's for me. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean, I just prefer to. Yeah, you, you need time on on your own, right? Right, right. That's. I mean, that's. I'm the same, and I I'm the same way. Like I. Um, and, and when I'm interacting with people, it's not that I don't enjoy interacting with people because I, I do. And, and, and I can ride high. I can ride on that wave of, of things are going great and we're having a good time. And I, and I, I could say I genuinely like people. I, I, that's an element of my personality where I like being around people. Um, even people who kind of bug the shit out of me, I can usually find something I like about them. And... Um, and so I'm, I would say I'm a people person, but I cannot, I cannot live there forever. Like I, I have, I have to like have my time where, okay, I'm done. And I just want, I just want to be at home with my family and myself. And when I first met Holly about, okay, so I was, I was married for like 11 years mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and to a very controlling, um, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> really controlling person. Right. Who who had very strong ideas of who I was supposed to right. be. Right. Right. And who I was supposed to be wasn't a fun guy. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> and when I met Holly, we used to party every weekend. So this was been like like 15 years right. ago when I first met her. And like, yeah, we like we, it was, and if it was a, it was like our our house was the place to be. Like that, every weekend was a party mm-hmm. at our house, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't, we'd be sitting there like, man, where like where, where's the party? You know, right. I mean, let's get some people over here. Like you'd get that urge to get these people, and we'd fill our house with people. Mm-hmm. And I liked to party at our house because I didn't have to drive home. Yeah, yeah. And and it was every week was a party, and now. I don't know. I couldn't, like, I don't, I'd rather go to someone else's house for the party <laughs> so I can bail early. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how, like, we used to, like, it was, fu- it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But I'm just, I don't know what happened. I'm just not, I'm just having a hard time around people. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, this guy, <clears throat> this guy at works, like, he's never listened to Open Lines Radio, mm-hmm. but he's heard about it and he's heard other people talking about mm-hmm. it. And he's like, yeah, man, I got to come over there. I got to come over to your house. You got to invite me over sometime and we can sit around and shoot the shit. I got some ideas for to talk to you on your podcast. And it's like, don't invite yourself to my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's not how yeah. this works. Yeah. 
you got to put some time into this thing. There are people, there are people who are sacrificing time mm-hmm. to make this thing happen. Yeah. And it's, it's just to nonchalantly like, I gotta come, let me come on over and. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we work together, dude. I don't want to. <laughs> that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That barrier, yeah. like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. We're, we're, I'm very private. Our house has a gate that I think mean, this, this house is the, my favorite place I've ever lived because it's so private mm-hmm. where you have to have like a thing that looks like a garage door, a little clicker thing to open the gate when you come in and it closes behind you. And it's like, I feel so safe. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. gate closed all the time, you know? And, and I don't know, maybe. I don't know what it is about me lately. Well, so like your your kids when they'd hang out with friends or whatever, do they often come over to your house or do they go over there? They they didn't before. Now it's kind of becoming that. Um, they didn't before a what, little what? bit more because before before we didn't live really close to anybody. Uh-huh. Uh, we were we were living on an avocado grove, and like we were outside of the city right so like it was always like like it was we did a lot of driving just so like just the courteous thing you know just that other parents wouldn't have to make the 20 minute drive out to our house right and it it wasn't the the greatest setup it was small and we were kind of crammed and and it was like i we were like it was dirt road and like there was hard to keep clean Mm -hmm. there was a lot of dust Mm -hmm. trucks going up and down so they didn't have a lot of people then but since we've come to this place where now we're right back in the middle of town mm-hmm. we're we're half a mile from my son's school yeah you know so like it's a little bit different now so now it's kind of becoming and especially with with holly's daughter mm-hmm. where it's kind of becoming like the sanctuary for her friends yeah they come <laughs> over finally get away because yeah. she's always gone to their house right and now finally they have like a new place to escape to how do you like that i, I don't <laughs> <laughs> i just like my privacy yeah i like to i mean i don't something like i don't like it I don't, i'm not like no, i know just, exactly what you mean i'd rather have them not be yeah. here i'd rather have someone else's house be the yeah. house yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the exact same way over here and and you know and i want to know who my kids friends are and and I want to be the guy who like has a, a good a good rapport with with the the youth in the neighborhood and all that stuff. But but that home is is the sanctuary of this is this is my space and um, I, I just I want that I, I I just want that space for myself where I can I can be myself I can I can use the language I want to use in my own home I can talk to myself in my own home and not feel like I've got to um, walk around kind of on edge. And, uh, and that's probably not fair to them because, you know, they, they want to hang out with friends and it's not fair to their friends' families to have to constantly be hosting our children. So we, you know, take our turn, but, but I'm, I'm right there with but you're just counting down the yeah. minutes until, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then our, our, my 18 year old daughter, when she was living at home, she liked when we lived out in the country because it was it was her sanctuary. Like she never had friends over, mm-hmm. never had her boyfriend over. It was that was her escape. Yeah. She didn't. She liked that nobody knew where she lived. We were kind of off the main. Our our mailbox was on the road, but we were like a half a mile up a dirt road from the main. You know what I mean? It was really impossible. If you had her address, you couldn't. Yeah, find you wouldn't know where. Yeah. 
And she, I think she liked that. She liked being able to go to school and then just leave after school and no one... And, and maybe being a teenage do, a teenage girl, that might be a nice thing where you don't have, like... Yeah. Creepy boys know where you live yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. you know? For real. Well, I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> I can't believe there's still people listening. There are. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday evening... Just having a little chat. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Doug. This has been great. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. So. We got we to, gotta, uh, I'm going to think over the weekend. We're going to take it deep next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, I always say we'll get into some stuff. And <laughs> it's a week later. <laughs> I know. It goes by yeah. fast. So, but for real. It goes by fast. Apologize about, uh, for those of you who are listening earlier when my mic wasn't on and you were yeah listening to Doug talk but if you did weren't listening live you won't even know what happened so I don't yeah, even exactly. know why I'm saying it exactly it wasn't too long only a few minutes so we started we, we opened with the cold open do you think we should end with the cold end was that too harsh is that too cold no I don't think it's too I don't think it's too harsh you don't I don't all right well then uh bye all right see ya